Explore Milwaukee's past and its future, one building at a time. This is Urban Spelunking with On Milwaukee's Bobby Tanzillo and me, Nate Immig, from 88.9. Well, Bobby, to River West this week on Urban Spelunking, this is a really specific building with a lot of local history, and the product has appeared on my grandpa's uh, Christmas table every year during my childhood, the big jar of pickled herring. We're talking about the Ma Bench building, the former Ma Bench building, now for sale. This is on Humboldt and Locust, Bobby, and um, a really long-running Milwaukee name in business. Yeah, and I know River West has other landmarks, but this might be the most recognizable river, <laughs> or one, uh, definitely yep. one of the most recognizable River West landmarks. Being on that corner, a high-profile corner, has always had signs painted outside. In fact, uh, just the other day, they took down a more recent sign and uncovered the previous older sign that had been underneath. So, which I think loads of people would recognize just because going past it all the time. Plus, as you say, the herring is such a Milwaukee thing. Like so many people remember their parents or their grandparents or even themselves, like having it, especially around the holidays, but sometimes all year long. Yeah. Um, Rye bread, I think, and some raw onions. You had yourself a real good, little uh german sandwich thing i think we were a little more of the braunschweiger liverwurst crowd yes oh but. that was another another <laughs> staple oh yeah i put those two together yeah mm. yeah so this building is for sale in river west and um not because the business is closing and i guess when i first read the headline i was like oh bummer local business closing but not the case here no the business is not closing um the business has over time been shifting to a co-packing model um and that sort of switchover was completed last year. Got it. So now there's basically nothing going on in the building. The building is very old. Um, they don't need the space anymore. It just, it makes sense for them to sell at this point. Well, you got to go inside the building. And when you shared this story on On Milwaukee, the number one question <laughs> that you got was about the fish smell. Does it still smell like fish? Spoiler alert. It does not really smell like fish anymore. And, you know, there were two, <laughs> there were right. two spaces inside that I thought maybe ever so vaguely smelled like fish. Um, but I was surprised when I walked in to the building and I walked in actually to the old barreling room where they used to keep the fish in wooden barrels. That was the place that smelled the most fishy. But even there, when I walked in, I was like, I'm amazed at how unfishy it smells. <laughs> Cause this is not just like, it's not just fish. This is pickled fish, pickled herring. So yes, uh, yes. the fact that that area is just really faint, uh, that bodes well for the sale, I'd imagine. It does. And what's interesting is on the second floor, there's a giant, giant, giant wooden uh, vat that used to hold vinegar. And the owner said Mm. she initially thought she wanted to put her office next to that tank. But the smell of the vinegar there was apparently (laughs) eye-watering. She couldn't even. So apparently the vinegar was as pungent as the fish in its tank. This, of course, is, um, there's a lot of history here. This company was founded in 1932, and it's been in the same spot the entire time. We're going to talk more about the original founder. We're going to meet Ma Bench herself, at least uh, learn about her story next in our extended conversation, along with uh, some famous Milwaukee names connected to this business, too. Don't stress about that car you don't need. Embrace the lazy days of summer by donating it to Radio Milwaukee. We accept many kinds of vehicle donations, including cars, trucks, motorcycles, and even RVs. Pickup is free, and you could get a tax deduction. Donate your vehicle now, and then kick back and enjoy the great music and stories you help to support. 
Visit RadioMilwaukee.org slash cars to start your donation today. Back on Urban Spelunking in Riverwest, Bobby, talking about pickled herring. Yes, pickled herring. A Milwaukee <laughs> classic. A Milwaukee classic. So we I, we hinted at it at the beginning, but is this kind of a you know, pickled herring is sort of a regional delicacy, I take it? Is that well, why I, I know it is? It's like a German thing, Milwaukee? Like, what's the connection there? Polish? I think it's... I think it's like an ethnic thing. So it, it, it exists in other places, but it's re- it was really big in Milwaukee because it was, um, I think, definitely a German, Polish. Um, but also, you know, herring was popular with um, Swedes and Norwegians. I mean, it's, so it's it's got some ubiquity in certain parts of Europe. And I think when those people came here, those traditions carried on and we okay. were a very ethnic city. So let's go are. back to 1932 when, when Ma Bench and Ma herself founded this business. What do we know about her? Um, well, Ma, interestingly, Lena, Ma Bench, she started the business and ran it with her sons. Um, and apparently she started it in for much the same reasons that Elsa Kopp started Cops, which makes me think if there's these two stories that we know um, about these sort of well-known local women. Um, how many more were in this, you know, like just, yeah, seriously, we don't, we don't think of that, you know, back then, I mean, because of our biases and the way we thought about how, uh, gender roles were, we tend to think of the men going off to work and the women staying home or whatever, but that was not true anyway. But how many more of their stories were these that we never heard of, of women who stepped up and did these amazing things, worked hard, built these businesses, um, to keep their families afloat. I think it's, I think that's a great inspiring story and the kind we should hear more about. I couldn't agree more. And it's, you know, you might not expect to find a story like that when we're talking about a like specialty fish product, Yeah, but here we are, right? Yeah. Yeah. And when she died in um, 1951, her kids continued to run it. And actually until the business was sold in 1999 to Kim Wall, who owns it now, uh, it was owned by three generations of the bench family. Wow. So it's a, you know, it's a nice, nice family business story um, in a building that has a history that goes back even farther. Yeah. You said 1914 in the story, right? This building? Yes. Yeah. So interestingly, this, um, the site has sort of a a history tied to a bunch of kind of well-known Milwaukee businesses and people. Uh, The first person in the records to have bought it from the state in 1851 was an Irish immigrant called Garrett M. Fitzgerald. But then later it was bought by this family, uh, this Frederick Cowarts and his wife, Marie Geyer. Um, and interestingly, their daughter married Henry Harnischfeger. So they are in-laws to the uh, famous Harnischfeger heavy equipment building company. Harnischfeger. Okay. So that's the first big Milwaukee name. Yeah. So then um, the building, the they sell it to Schlitz. So Schlitz buys this. Okay, there's number two. Yeah, in the 1890s. And um, my guess, there were homes on it. If you look at the 1894 Sanborn map, there were homes on the site. Oh, really? How much How much land on the whole space? Is it a pretty big lot? It, it looks like there might have been two or three homes and then a little empty space. Uh, fronting Humboldt still. Okay. Um, so my guess is that Schlitz bought it thinking they would probably put a tavern on that corner because that's a pretty high profile of corner yeah. right there. Another tide house. But that doesn't appear to have ever happened. And then they sold it um, to the Cudahy brothers. Oh, <laughs> there you go. In number three. 1914. Okay. Yeah. 
Um, and they built the building that's there now as um, a meat storage facility. So you will be unsurprised to hear that there are numerous uh, uh, refrigerators um, in the building. And some of them, like the one in the basement, is like almost the entire basement. Um, it's huge. So th- the place was basically cold storage for Cudahy meat. What do you think that says about the neighborhood? I mean, River West has always been a highly residential, but also, um, you know, a lot of production, a lot of, a lot of, um, you know, medium and small businesses like this operated near River West for, I mean, as far back as we can go. Yeah. And especially right there, because there used to be, you can still see remnants of it. Now there used to be train tracks that re- that led right to right alongside the Ma bench building. And if you go there now, what you see on Humboldt is the loading dock, and if you walk into the parking lot there, you can still see one of the rail tracks in the ground. And they, of course, went past um, the Tracks Tavern, hence the name, the Tracks yeah. Tavern. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's a building uh, across Locust Street that looks like it might have been some sort of depot. Um, and that would have gone all the way up north through River West, where you see all that industrial stuff even today. So this building was really you know, connected to all the, just really all the production that was happening along that rail line that wound all through the city and down to Chicago, right? Yeah, right, right, right. So they would have, um, they would have train cars of herring coming in. They'd be, you know, that they would then process, put in jars and then ship back out on rail cars that would come right up to the side of the building there. It does definitely conjure an image, right? You think about Milwaukee and the thirties and forties when this business was getting started and you know, um, rail cars full of herring coming in and mm-hmm. uh, right right there on, on Humboldt and Locust is how different that must have been. Yeah. And interestingly, when you go inside the building now, it almost feels a bit like stepping back in time because there are these uh, old lockers with the big heavy wooden doors that those mm. those must be, those must date, if not back to the beginning, to close to the beginning. They, they all look sort of handmade. and um, But then there's also much more recent equipment from when they were doing the processing and packaging there up until fairly recently. Um, so it's kind of a mix of these um, old features and more recent ones, but it's kind of fun when you go in there too, because there's conveyor belts that run sort of almost up at the ceiling, like just below, <laughs> below the ceiling. It's got a certain uh, Willy Wonka-ish quality to it because <laughs> because it's a fairly small building and, and these um, conveyor belts travel between rooms and stuff. So it's, it's really interesting. you got to duck to get past some of them and, I can't help but think of the story that we did on site at Polish Falcon and, you know, kind of that neighborhood and uh, probably right around the same era building, right? That one is a little older, but, um, but yeah, but it speaks to a time when River West was, you know, an extremely ethnic neighborhood, right? I mean, lots of Polish people and. I was just thinking of the, like the bowling alley there and the, like the mechanical, some of the original stuff that we saw in that building. Um, you get that kind of back in time feeling when you go into certain buildings in River West. And I don't know how to describe it other than that, but I, I think if if you felt it, you know. Yeah, I think that's a perfect description. There is definitely some um there's definitely a lot of historical bits of River West that still exist, thankfully, and hopefully will continue to exist. So what's next for the building? You mentioned it's for sale. This um, you know, we 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 ruled out the fish smell, so it could be a variety <laughs> of <laughs> different businesses moving in, but what what's next? Well, it's hard to say because as far as I know at the moment, there has not been any accepted offers, um, although that might change between when we record this <laughs> and when it airs. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to say. I mean, it's it's funny if you look at all the comments on social media, people 
there's people saying, well, the de developers are going to come and tear it down and build apartments, which is a possibility, you know. Um, and then there's others that say, well, they should renovate what's there into apartments, which is also a possibility. Um, I would say that seems like less of a possibility just because it's a very purpose-built building. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. it's, uh, it's, it, Cold storage. Yeah, and I'm yeah. not saying it couldn't be converted. I mean, anything can be anything. It right, just right. takes money, right? But it would seem like an expensive transformation compared to taking it down and putting up a new one. But then also everybody has said, uh, well, of course, what's going to open there is a brewery, <laughs> which would actually be a perfect use for that building. Um, Cause it does have some high ceilings, which you need for tanks and things yeah, like that. I mean, it's it has, a production building. Yeah. And it has a loading dock and yeah. it has, so, I mean, it would be perfect for that kind of thing. And as I noted in some of my replies to the social media posts, I took a picture of um, a, a container inside the office that said beard masks. So, you know, it's already got the beard masks. <laughs> got the culture going, right? <laughs> right, right. So it could be a brewery. So it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see that it's really, I don't know that there's really any way to, to know what it's going to be. Um, but well, I'd what say kind of shape of, is, what kind of shape is the building in? It appears to be in good shape, but again, it's an industrial building, so it's not, it's not super pretty, um, inside, but, uh, it didn't appear to be water damaged. Yeah. There's no like huge the, issues or anything. Know, it, it didn't seem like there were any issues that I could see. So we'll see. Time will tell. My guess is the one thing it will not be is yet another her herring, uh, production plant. I probably safe to, <laughs> to bet on that one. Yeah. <laughs> Probably not. Maybe liverwurst this time. Well, I mean, here we are again at the end of one of these stories where you found some uh, some really great women's history in a iconic local business that you know you may. I think you made the, the the point of the whole point of this podcast today. I think is who knows how many more stories like this are out there. Like you said, so I'm glad we found one of them today here on Urban Spelunking. Yeah, me too. So, do you have any little last minute trivia we can drop? Oh, in here I gotta think. Rob I Bench? forgot. To, oh, yeah. Okay. So my you trivia is when you. Yeah, when you walk, it's not really trivia so much as something that's kind of cool. When you go into the building off uh, the Locust Street entrance, you immediately walk into what was the old uh, barreling room. So they used to, they would, when they got the fish, they'd cut them up, put them in vinegar, and mm. pickle them. So they would right, sit right. in, so you can, I'll allow your mind to sort of <laughs> process what that smell must have been like at the time. Um mm. But because she, Kim said that there were, there was a time when there was like 500 plus barrels in this room and it's not a huge room, but what's cool is when you're in the room, you can actually see imprints on the wall of the, of the barrel ends where they were pushed up against the, against the wall. And I felt like that was a really evocative mm. um, image inside this, this room. So um, it's like they etched, they etched kind of a ridge into the, into the he, wall where they were stacked over the gener generations yeah. and decades. Wow. Yeah, of like, you know, slowly fermenting fish. <laughs> <laughs> so See, I leave you with that with that visual uh, image of what that these, might have smelled like. <laughs> these, Bobby, are the pearls that, that you're missing if you're not making it to the end of the Urban Spelunking episode. So thank you That's for listening right. today. Please do rate and review the podcast. We'd love to hear from you. You can always find more at On Milwaukee, Bobby's complete story, always linked in the description box right on the player that you're using right now. And take a moment, please do, like we said, rate and review the podcast and follow us. We've got new episodes coming out every Tuesday. Next week, Bobby, we are talking about, this is another iconic Milwaukee name. Famous Schuster's department store. Yes. we, we I went to a Schuster's and I went down by Schuster's where the streetcar bends the corner around. And I looked for traces of the old department store. And we're going to talk about that. 
That sounds really good. That's a, that's a good tease, Bobby. Uh, make, make sure you're subscribed so you're not uh, missing that episode. We'll talk to you then. Podcasts here in 88.9 are produced by Kenny Perez. Subscribe, rate, and review. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks, Bobby. Thanks, Nate.